0: Minutes matter when it comes to treating a stroke, but how do you know when one is occurring? When it comes to a stroke, the longer you wait to seek treatment after experiencing symptoms, the more time there is for permanent damage to occur. I'm Prakash Chandran, and in this episode of the Magnolia Matters HealthCast, we'll be discussing symptoms of strokes, and how to correctly spot them. Here with us to discuss is Dr. Peyton Priest, an osteopathic physician at Magnolia Regional Health Center. Pleasure to have you here, Dr. Priest. So let's get right into it. What are the major symptoms or signs that we can look for when someone is having a stroke?
1: Well, you know, 38% of Americans are really unaware of any symptoms at all of, of stroke. The biggest things are unilateral or one-sided numbness or weakness, um, usually in the arm or the face, Um, can be the leg as well. They'll have sudden confusion or a severe onset of a really, really bad headache, trouble speaking or unable to respond appropriately to questions being asked, Uh, trouble seeing such as blurry vision, double vision, and trouble walking as well. And an easy way if you're with somebody who could be having a stroke is to remember the mnemonic FAST. Um, where you look at the face, is there asymmetry in the face? If they smile, does one side not go up? Arms, can they raise their arms or move their hands? Speech, are they having altered speech, mumbled speech? And then the last one, T, is time, because it's very important to make sure you get checked out in a timely manner because time matters in strokes.
0: Yeah, I've heard that before fast. So it's face, arms, speech and time, which is the time that you take to, you know, call 911 and do something about that. So I want to ask what is actually happening in the body or the brain, I guess, um, that produces symptoms uh, like these when you're having a stroke? So You have two main types of
1: strokes. You have ischemic and hemorrhagic. Um, hemorrhagic means a bleed, and that's a little less common, actually a, a lot less common than ischemic strokes. Most ischemic strokes are a lack of blood flow. So 87% of strokes are ischemic, so it's going to be a lack of blood flow. So in other words, you have either an emboli, which is a clot that can break off and go to the brain and block blood flow. Uh, Or you can have uh, thrombotic, which is an area in a blood vessel that's already got buildup and it blocks off blood flow. Um, And those are your main types of ischemic stroke or cut where you lose
0: blood flow to the brain. Okay, so because you're losing that blood flow to the brain, that is why the timing is so critical. Maybe talk a little bit about why it is so important to uh, seek attention as soon as possible.
1: So there's certain therapies that we can do if you seek attention in a timely manner. And the treatments have gotten so vast now that there's a lot of different things we can do. But if you can present quicker, then the quicker we can reverse the stroke and the better outcome, better mortality rate, the better the prognosis is, Um, mainly in less than four hours, if you can get to a physician or to ER nearest you where you can get evaluated, Sometimes they can give a medicine um, called TPA or a thrombotic agent um, that will actually anti-thrombotic agent that will break up the stroke, uh, the clot, or whatever may it may be causing the lack of blood flow. And you can sometimes have symptoms res- that completely resolve and you may not have any residual effects. Now they're doing more things where you can get transferred to a stroke center within a day and actually have... Um, endovascular procedure done where they go up endovascular into the brain and they can retrieve the stroke uh, or the clot out from what's happening. So there's a lot of advancements in medicine right now and time matters as far as the outcome and your symptoms after it's treated because a lot of strokes, if we wait too late, the damage is done and there's nothing else we can do technically except try to prevent another one from happening.
0: Yeah, it's truly Amazing to hear about all those advancements and like you said, the earlier that you can go in and see someone, um, the more likely it is that they'll be able to kind of execute one of the treatments that you were talking about. You know, I was surprised to learn that strokes can happen not only to the elderly but people of any age. So can you talk a little bit about why a child or someone in their 20s or 30s might have a stroke?
1: Yeah, so strokes can occur, uh, you know, like you said, in any age. Mostly we do see it in older patients, but, you know, there's also risk factors that increase our risk, and one of those risk factors we can't really do much about, and that's called genetics. Um, if you're born, with, your family has a history of a clotting disorder, something where they may their blood may clot in their veins or even in their arteries for abnormal reason. sometimes that can get passed down through generations. Um, there's other things, too, uh, that can cause clots in, in, in younger People um, that is less common, but you do see it, and uh, it's something for you know every anybody of any age should look out for and, and should know what the signs and symptoms are, so that they can seek treatment in a timely manner.
0: So I read that um, high blood pressure or hypertension is the number one treatable risk factor for a stroke, and it seems like this is very treatable by looking at your diet and stress levels. Was that is that something you'd agree with?
1: Yes, I mean, out of the modifiable risk factors, blood pressure is is one that's easily treatable. A lot of times, if you're hypertensive, uh, they can itself just being hypertensive cause a uh, stroke. Most of these strokes are known as lacunar infarcts, which are small strokes, but still they can have significant consequences if if you're not controlling the blood pressure. Um, it, it's just you know it's the same really cardiovascular risk factors as for a heart attack. You think about it, blood pressure is a big one, obesity, uh, smoking. Um, keeping if you're diabetic, keeping your glucose or sugars under uh, good control, cholesterol, and then in older patients, you you worry about arrhythmias as well, like atrial fibrillation, and needing medicine to to prevent strokes from that. But those are all modifiable risk factors, and most of the strokes we see in a hospital usually are due to the modifiable risk factors. Like we said earlier, the genetics is more rare to see those uh, younger patients come in with strokes. It happens, but. The modifiable risk factors that we have that are treatable, um, that's why you need to pay so close attention and listen to what your primary care physician says to try and
0: prevent uh,
1: strokes from occurring. So that way you're not left with a significant deficit later on in life.
0: Yeah, I'd love to unpack the um, modifiable risk factors um, for a minute. You know, you mentioned uh, the blood pressure. Do you recommend uh, changes to diet uh, to people in terms of lowering that blood pressure?
1: Yeah, you know, there is uh, a lot of evidence out there on different diets. Um, mainly what you want to do is make sure you're keeping your, yeah, you want to eat healthy as far as fruits, vegetables, and you want to decrease the amount of carbohydrates that you take in, uh, and sodium particularly. Some new studies show that sodium may not have as much to play with it as we thought before in preventing um such things as strokes or heart attacks but it definitely helps better control your blood pressure so it is important to increase your potassium which is high in fruits and vegetables decrease your sodium which um, has been shown to to you know also lower the level of your blood pressure
0: so, so this is something I've always been curious about um, you know you, we mentioned fast and recognizing if someone else is going through the symptoms of a stroke but is have you ever heard of or is it possible to self-recognize when you are going through some of these symptoms? And if that happens, what do you recommend that someone uh, does?
1: Yeah, so the biggest thing is, is 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 you need to know
0: if you have trouble speaking, you feel numbness in one side versus
1: the other, or you have trouble seeing blurry vision, double vision, or a sudden severe onset of a really, really bad headache, Say you can't get up from a seated position or you feel like you're driving and you're veering off the road and you know something's not right, you need to seek medical attention immediately. Uh, preferably, especially if you're in a car or at home, wherever, pull off the road or get to a phone if you can, tell somebody to call 911. But calling 911 and have the proper people come out paramedics and examine you and bring you to the nearest hospital is the most important thing you can do and as we touched on already time is so important and the sooner you do this the better the outcome can be
0: yeah that's extremely helpful advice i've always wondered you know what happens if you're going through it yourself um so that's 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 good to know you just call 911 immediately and then have them come to treat you if your loved one or family member or friend is experiencing it remember that fast mnemonic so face Arms, speech, and time. So, Doctor Priest, Priest, thank you so much uh, for all this information. Hopefully, it can you know help save a life. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with the audience today?
1: Um, no, not really. Uh, I think that that pretty much covers it. Um, you know, I would say on those that who get admitted to the hospital, you know, be cognizant that um, a lot of these, if you're admitted and you're not getting there an appropriate amount of time, sometimes those deficits aren't reversible. Um, and from there, you're the physician who may see you in the hospital and your primary care physician. It's all about modifying those risk factors that we touched on already and uh, trying to keep a better check on your blood pressure, blood glucose, cholesterol, and, and, and being healthy and exercising. But outside of that, that, that's about it.
0: No, that's that's very helpful. I think so often uh, we just hope certain things will go away or certain symptoms will go away or we think to ourselves, oh, this can't be a stroke. But I think that just the better safe than sorry rule is always a good thing. If you think that your loved one or someone that you're with is experiencing those symptoms, it's better to just take them in because of all of the advancements that we have in technology to reverse those things. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard to imagine suffering the consequences if you don't. So um, I want to thank you again for your time, Dr. Priest. And uh, everyone else, for more information, please visit mrhc.org. My guest today has been Dr. Peyton Priest. I'm Prakash Chandran. Thank you so much for listening.